Hello, beautiful souls. Victoria Amador here from Soul Healing Tribe. And today we're going to be talking about self-esteem. And we're going to have a quick discussion to go over what, what does it mean? How do we see it? How our clients are seeing what it represents, what it means for them. And we'll take it from there. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is Amelvis from the Four Elements Healing. Yeah, this is a, a super exciting topic. Hi, everyone. It's MJ Marshall from MJ Guiding Others. Glad to be here with you all. Awesome. So I'm going to start with a quick um, explanation of what I think when I see this topic of self, uh, self-esteem and what does it mean for, for myself and my clients. And at the very basic level, what I see is self-esteem as an inward reflection image of who am I, right? Based on my thoughts and beliefs. Um, So when my clients come with self-esteem issues, low self-esteem, it could be many different ways, which we're going to talk about today. What what are the other ways that people might be referring to self-esteem? Sometimes it could be like, oh, I have confidence issues, insecurities issues, and it's all part of what it represents. So give us your um, definition of how do you define self-esteem? Um, okay, so yeah, there is like an epidemic of lack, you know, high, low self-esteem. And it really, our disconnection from, from love, I think of, of the love of who we are and love towards ourselves and um, love in general is really at the source of almost all of our problems. And the lack of self-esteem, I think really stems from just a lack of self-love. And that's what I'm finding. Yes, I definitely agree with you all. Um, From what I see and what I've experienced myself, uh, lack of self-esteem it comes from, you know, childhood starts there, who we love, you know, our friends, our family members, how they make us feel about ourselves. Um, the positive experiences that we have increases the, that self-esteem, the way we value ourselves, our beliefs about ourselves. If we have negative experiences, then the chances of that self-esteem being low is pretty high. Yeah, and I think what I will add to that, MJ, is that, uh, and I agree with what you say about how others make us feel as a, about ourselves, and with what you, Amelia, say about the self-love, but I also believe that it's a combination of many different things. For example, I don't see self-esteem as just representing self-love because what I have noticed with my clients and even with myself, family, friends, and so on, is that there are many puzzles to to the whole picture, right? Love is definitely like a core one, right? And then we have all the other things that composes what is the definition of self-esteem, like believing the self-worth, confidence, and securities, the different things that make us go from I am this to now I have a dis- distorted vision of who I believe I am. 
And the distortion come from not only from the moment that we are born, but also from even be before we're born. Because if you, if in spirituality, we understand that the soul comes through and it starts in the womb, the little baby, the little fetus starts in the womb, but it's absorbing all the issues from the mother, the father, the siblings, family members, and even interaction that the mother is having. And then by year seven is when the, the soul is 100% anchored in the child, right? So anything that happens before seven years old is going to be something that affects the, the self-image and the beliefs that makes us who we are, do we have high self-esteem or low self-esteem? And I definitely agree. Definitely self-worth is a big, huge, huge, like the grain of the grain, the master grain. And then we have all the other things that go along with that. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's just, it's such a complex, there's just so many factors in it. Um, yeah, because I, I connect it, to self-love because it's really, it comes from self-esteem is tied to a fear that is not real. And the fear is I'm not lovable. I'm not enough. I'm not <clears throat> good enough. I don't look, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. And, and those things all lead all, you know, damage your self-esteem and um mm -hmm. what do you think MJ yeah I definitely agree with you Victoria um my definition of it came from a surface level and that's from schooling what they have taught us there that what you can see during this lifetime this is how self-esteem applies to us our beliefs during this lifetime or whatnot but it sounds like when you, what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, when we go in into those, um, you know, when we think about, you know, the energy that uh, passes through us from mom and dad and even past lives, right? Because that, 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 that come in uh, to this lifetime, then yeah, those things can really impact us. But I was talking more so from a, a, a surface level on what I see, but I do definitely see the connection spiritually now that you brought that up. Yeah, and I think it's such a big, like a big definition, right? Like we're we're all trying to understand what is this idea of who I am, like who I am as an individual, as a mother, as a father, as a friend, as whatever it is, right? At the core is this definition of who I am, regardless of anything else, right? And I think, and I agree with you, Amelvis, that self love. However, when we really go deeper into by the time that we get to self-love we have to feel safe here right we have to feel secure we have to feel accepted we have to have awareness and all of these things come to the i am principle which totally is love but i, I think i was talking more in in this 3d reality what does it mean to have self-esteem <laughs> so so thinking about security like do I feel accepted here? Do I feel that I belong here? Do I feel valuable? Do I feel like I can be of service to others, right? Like anything that makes us feel like I am whatever it is that 
we're trying to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and for all of us, it's going to be different depending on what our soul decided to experience in this reality, right? So yeah. let's go, go ahead. No, yeah, I, I see, definitely agree with your point. So in terms of what you have noticed with your clients, um, what are some of the issues that they bring forward when they're having issues with, do, are they saying they have issues with self-esteem? Are they recognizing that? Or is that something that happens during or after the sessions with you? Um, from, it's, it's usually, it's discussed during, before the session, because, you know, we, we just, we speak in depth about what, led them here and their experiences to get to really, for me to get to really get a grasp on who they are. And um, so a lot of it is, you can see it in, in the interactions in the, that they've had in the relationships, in their interpretation of things that have happened to them. Um, because a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay on, on, on the side of of self-love kind of just going down that that hole um a lot of them what you the pattern you see is they're looking outside of themselves to validate their value and the truth is the only person who can actually give you that love is is yourself so but you're seeing these patterns of or I'm seeing these patterns of clients that they have like the recurring situations in relationship, this recurring self-doubt, the recurring insecurities. Um, but yeah, that it's it's usually it definitely comes up during before the session, and then you know we discuss it with their higher self and get to the roots of that because, as you said, a lot of it does come from past lives and from in the womb when we're absorbing all the energy and emotional charge of the mother. Mm-hmm. MJ? Well, yeah, with my clients, they don't usually say it. They don't say that, hey, I have self-esteem issues. It's usually I find out about it is when we're going over their goals and they're telling me I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, I, I don't meet this requirement. And because there are a lot of them do have backgrounds and they're wanting jobs uh, where there's abundance it requires some risk taking. And that's a skill that's that's developed through self-esteem, uh, feeling that you're worthy, you know, and it's, you know, how you feel about yourself uh, energetically, you know, um, also, you know, from your environment, who, who are you hanging around? You know, that's helping to uh, contribute to how you feel if you do feel good about yourself. And apparently it's not happening as much as it should. And it causes an issue and it really uh, prevents us from moving forward a lot because if I can't, you know, help you get to your goal because you're scared to, you know, put yourself in different situations, then it just makes it difficult to get there. Mm. I'm, I'm wondering when you guys have clients, how is, I know that you spoke about the insecurities, but how is over um, like feeling overconfident or even arrogant about a specific part of yourself, right? Like, oh no, I am the best at this. How could that be related to actually having low self-esteem from your point of view? I would say that 
um, that's like overcompensating in a way. Like, you know, sometimes we don't want to look at those dark parts of ourselves. And so we kind of tell ourselves things or putting up a front, you know, putting up a false image onto others to not let them in because it's really painful to let people really see what's going on inside. And so I think some people that are really hurting with the self-esteem is, uh, um, I'm sorry, tend to project the opposite of it. So yeah, that's an interesting point. Sometimes you see like the other, the other extreme of it, but the self-esteem issues are still there. Anything to add, NJ? Yeah, I think that definitely comes from the beliefs of others. You know, if someone's, you know, telling you these things and it starts early on. If you're hearing these things that, you know, you're the best at everything and there's nothing that you can do, sometimes you might just take that overboard and think that, you, you know, there's a time and a, and a place to be humble as well, you know, and allow others to, you know, uh, play a role in your life because we can't do it by ourselves. Right, right. I think what I see with a lot of my clients is that they say, I don't have a self-esteem issue because I am confident. And some of these people are very, um, you know, like they're master PhD candidates. They have law degrees or medicine degree and they're like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, then the more that we die deeper. I'm like very accomplished. <laughs> Right. The more that you dive deeper, it's like, oh, shoot, I do have a self-esteem issue. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> so it's easy to think that because we are accomplished, because we have a degree, because we have a good career or good business that um, we don't have those issues. Right. But the more that you dive deeper into some of the things that may make you feel incomplete in some way is because there is something there, whether it is in childhood, most likely in childhood, or the womb or past life. So I, I just find all of that stuff fascinating. <laughs> uh, share with us one uh, technique or tool that you have um, used for yourself to overcome some issues in regards to self-esteem, if you had any of those challenges. Um, what I find for myself and what I um, find helpful has been, you know, we have with self-esteem comes this inner, this very harsh inner critic in our head that is telling us, that is like agreeing with us that we aren't good enough for this or, and even if we don't hear it, it comes through in, in our, like I said, in our relationships, the people who we surround ourselves with. Um, maybe you think you're, you don't realize you have low self-esteem, but you end up but you're consistently with partners who treat you poorly. Um, when you look at those things and you really dive in, why do you consistently choose people that treat you less than you deserve unless you really believe that you deserve that treatment? So we, you know, that, that is um, like you were saying, that's part of like going within and going really deep with the people that don't realize that the issues come from a self-esteem aspect. But yeah, the, the main thing that I found helpful is when you hear that voice in your head telling you that 
you are not good enough for something or you're this or you're stupid, like the inner, the inner monologue, just shut it down. Do not tolerate it. Do not allow it. Um, just really, and affirmations, just really, you have to bring yourself up, especially if you come from a background of having been um, pushed down during your childhood, you need to build that up for yourself. So you just really need to love yourself and tell yourself all the things that you should have been told when you were a child. Right. Oh, one of the, the, the main or one of the biggest issues that I had was accepting no. Like when people told me no, like whether it's getting a job, whether it's something that I wanted, I felt like really bad about myself. Like I, I couldn't get that. And that was from having just a lack in life, not having an abundance when I was growing up and whatnot. So something I have learned that helped me is to make a list of what I'm grateful for. Like everything that, even if it's small accomplishments, if I did, if I um got a dollar raise back in the day, hey, that's a great accomplishment accomplishment for me at that time. And I do that for my clients as well too. That when they start talking about that they're not worthy, that they you know we start working on what they have accomplished and it's person centered. So it's geared around them and not what others think that they should have accomplished at this time. That's cool. I, I think for what I do um, and what I have my clients do is actually speak to those parts that are coming through with um, criticism, judging themselves, feeling whatever it is that they're feeling, being able to go through that dialogue is key to understand why it's doing that because every part of us is there to assist us in staying safe. So when we are working with parse therapy or doing age regression, we're going to places where most people don't want to go and being able to experience what they need to experience and allow those parts to come forward to do so and be able to have a voice is the process of bringing a lot of self-awareness because sometimes those pieces are just there thinking they're doing their job. We put them there because we need then we needed to survive at that point when we put them there. And they continue and continue to the point where later we're like, we don't need you anymore, but we don't know how to get rid of them and how to bring them into balance. So they keep going every time that something looks similar as the first time that you put them there. So talking to those parts that are nagging at us and let it come through. What is it? What is it telling me when I am feeling like I am the worst person alive? What is it telling me when I feel like, oh shit, I F this up again. And what happens when that voice comes up and that part of me comes up? And that's how I get to the root of what I need to work through. And I think a lot of people don't want to feel those things and they repress it, which just prolongs the suffering because they think they don't have a problem and they're operating from an unconscious um painful reality that continues to become bigger and bigger, right? Because we're suppressing. So unlike a lot of people, I like to go into what does it mean? Like, what is it trying to tell us? What is it, what does it have to say? And what is the healing that it needs? And when you ask that part, what do you need to feel better? (laughs) Sometimes the answers are so cool because it's like, I just want you to be more playful with me. 
and allow that play to come forward. It's like, I'm an adult. You know, I'm not going to go do that, but you're going to have to if you want to feel better. So, so that is the way that I address that. Yeah, that's so valuable because we, I, I love how you pointed out that those, those techniques were, are in us, to, they, they served us at one point. They are trying to protect mm -hmm. They really did a great job. Um, and then they just become so ingrained that we just, yeah. it's instinctual, uh, the, the, the things we believe about ourselves or the ways that we handle things. Um, but yeah, it's super important to really do that work to figure out what the core issue is. Yeah, and like you said, they're there because we needed them. We needed those parts that say, you know, you're not going to be able to handle this at this age. You're not ready for that. You Right now, you just need to survive and make it through. And that's okay. Like, there, you know, it's sometimes we do just have to survive and get it, make it to the next day, right? And then when we're ready, willing and ready to go back to those moments of pain and trauma and coming from a wiser, more kind compassionate way we can go back to do the work that we couldn't do then so that we can heal but sometimes it's just about let's make it to the next day because that's all I can do right now and that's great so yeah. <laughs> anything else you'd like to share with the audience listening um, about any tools technique that you use for your clients or anything that people don't even consider that has to do with self-esteem that may be relevant for them to know about Um, I just, I want people to know that, yes, the work is painful. Um, the digging is, things come up that, that hurt. And it is sometimes easier to, to just not even go there, especially for those that don't even realize that the patterns in their life and that the relationships in their life come from that place of low self-esteem. But it's, so worth it it's so freeing and you want to get to the place where you can operate from you know a fully healed place and the only way uh to the other side is through and we have to go through those repressed emotions through that pain but you are safe now now you can do that back then when you were repressing those things you couldn't do that. Like you said, it wasn't safe to do that, but you're here now, you made it, you are okay. And now you can release those things and, and be who you're supposed to be, who you're, who you are. Absolutely. MJ, anything that you would like to add to that? Yes. For everyone, whether you're aware that you may have self-esteem issues, or maybe you suspect it, celebrate the small things in your life just celebrate it it doesn't matter what it is whatever you feel proud of celebrate it and it's going to help you get to where you need to be in life that is my words for you all beautiful i think um this was an interesting discussion so hopefully you get something amazing out of this maybe just a little light bulb moment that helps you seek within yourself to reflect, meditate, contemplate so that you can, 
you know, the goal is to feel better, to feel happy, right? To feel connected, present. So whatever you can get out of this conversation, um, just use it, meditate on it. It's going to take you to where you need to go next. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Ciao. Okay, how was that, guys?